Hey guys, Evan from Jimaware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach Demayo's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Jimaware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Jimaware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for lifting within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach Demayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information? Or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 65th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the University of Louisville's Director of Sport Performance, Jason Derking. Jason, thanks for being with us, brother. Thanks, Jay. Always great to talk to you. Yeah, man. Great to catch up. Glad you're doing well. It's always great to see you, and, and, you know, especially because it's hard right now to catch up with people in this crazy time. Like we were talking with these never-ending extra groups and this, that, and the third. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to catch up here for a little bit. But before we get too far into this, brother, who is Jason? Oh, uh, many things. I would say um, to start with um, – I'm a Christian. Uh, my faith is really important to me. Um, and uh, I'm a child of God by the grace of God. So I've got to start there. Um, and I'm a husband, uh, fortunately, but I got married 10 months ago to the most amazing and beautiful girl I've ever known. Um, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a son, I'm a, um, a brother. Um, so and then, and then I would say, I would, I would have answered that question. Uh, I would have said I was a coach, um, you know, a while ago, but I've kind of looked at that a little bit differently. Uh, more recently, I kind of look at that as more what I do um, and not who I am. Um, you know, I, I look at myself, I, tr I try to be a servant leader. That's kind of, you know, drives 
what I do and, and I get to um, act that out as a coach uh, in this profession as a strength and conditioning coach. So um, we talk a lot about, you know, with our athletes, our identity and where do you find your identity and the difference between who you are and what you do. And so um, trying to focus on more uh, the core values and the eternal stuff and less on what I do as kind of how I define myself. So um, that's how, that's what I would say. I think that's important. And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with is that we almost always say first that we are a coach or whatever it is that we do. And I think that at times that's why people have a hard time when it comes to turning things off and going into something else, or if something bad happens that, that you're so identified in what you do and where you're at, that it, it hamstrings you moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a message that we've really, we've really tried to talk about um, more and more over the, over the last few years. It's something that I talk to recruits about a lot more. Um, and, and even, especially our freshmen taking time to, you know, when we talk about sports performance and what are the things that impact performance, um, I think you've got to start at the core of it, you know, and that really um, comes down to core values, you know, who they are as people versus what they do, you know, and what's going to um, impact their, their perspective and their, and their ability to endure adversity. Um, where are they going to go, you know, for, for to, to, um, to get through those times. And, you know, if they don't have a real good sense of who they are at their core, um, and they rely more on what they do, which, of course, you know, with freshmen, you know, it's a lot of times it's just their their identity as an athlete. Um, and with social media has just made it, you know, even exponentially more emphasis on the external stuff than, um, you know, yeah, you, you, you run the risk of really um, not being able to handle uh, some of the challenges that come your way or if you know, injuries, all that kind of stuff happen. And, and, and that's your definition of who you are, then you lose your identity real fast and you, you struggle with that. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of the mental health issues pop up. I think that's a big part of it. No doubt, man. No doubt. Especially with how crazy and wild this whole situation is. Like, what's up, down, in, out? Who knows at this point? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's been taken away. I mean, this was a great great example of you know the 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 kids that were able to find a way to adapt and thrive um i i you know and you know and i i actually i feel like i've learned a lot too just over the past year um and you know and really since march with just kind of re you know rethinking some of the perspective of what really is the important stuff and what can we you know what what can we live without you know and what when it comes to you know finding, you know, pay, paying the bills and um, educating your kids and things like that and all, all of the challenges that we're, you know, we're faced with. And, you know, games become more just games and not life or death. You know, wins and losses are, you know, it's obviously it, it makes or breaks some careers. But um, at the end of the day, it's, uh, man, real life is, is, is more than just uh, sports. So it's, it's a good lesson. No doubt about it, man. And you know, talking about lessons, you're a guy who's, you know, you had a great tenure there, but someone who's worked his way up and learned from some people and built things, and had to turn over a lot of rocks. So I'm really excited to hear about this first one here. But if you wouldn't mind 
describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Oh, man. Um, you know, professionally, I, I, I would say uh, I had a great experience in grad school. I, would, I did an internship at the Olympic Training Center in Lake Placid. Um, it was kind of the first time getting a, a taste of athletic development outside of the collegiate setting. Um, Kevin Ebel was, was the strength coach up there. It was the summer of 2000, getting to work with winter sport athletes for the first time. Um, it was a four-month position, but I, I just feel like that um, was massive for me um, from a development standpoint, really solidifying the coach I wanted to be and the, and the profession I wanted to pursue. Um, but I would say the biggest epiphany maybe – personally and professionally was um, doing the Ironman triathlon uh, in 2013. It was the second Ironman I had done. I had done one five years earlier in 2008. Um, but a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, would know who Tom Morris is uh, at Indiana. Uh, he was a good friend of mine um, and, and got hurt, uh, paralyzed on a mountain bike uh, in 2012. And we had raced together. Um, a little bit. We were both into triathlons, and um, and he came down to Louisville actually for a big chunk of his uh, rehab in one of our um, spinal cord rehab facilities. So we got really close, and I ended up um, deciding to do the Ironman triathlon in 2013 here in Louisville, um, and ended up turning it into a fundraiser um, to help other spinal cord patients. So it was it was a something where I, I think the biggest one of the biggest lessons was learning my dedication and motivation to, to train and commit myself to something because of something bigger than myself um, was, was a huge lesson. I think the first time I, I did the Ironman in 2008, you know, it was just a, a chance to do the race and say I did it and check off a bucket list item. Um, and I was committed and, you know, and everything and, and the training was pretty good and I had a decent, I was a little off my goal time, but um, but the second time I did it was for a completely different reason. And I just committed 100% to everything. And I learned so much about um, nutrition. I changed my nutrition and um, I, I dug into sleep a lot more, recovery, trying to figure out you know, all the wearables and learning how to um, maximize my sleep quality. And just I just sacrificed so much um, for that race, um, just in terms of socially and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and, and so that was probably the biggest epiphany, just how much your purpose drives what you do and, and where you find the purpose that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. And, and, and also, I would say the difference between... Um, pursuing a goal by what you're willing to do, but most importantly, pursuing a goal by what you're willing to give up. Um, it's the law of sacrifice. I saw it written and I, I love it. And I tell my athletes about it. Um, the, the different, it's easy to show up and, you know, for a practice for one, two hours out of the day or even three and do what the coach tells you to and work hard. And, but it's the things you're willing to give up that are going to make the difference between being good and great or great and championship. Um, so I, I sacrificed probably more, um, that year and it was completely 
and I, and I was way off my goal time <laughs> and it didn't matter because like I knew when I got to the start line, I had done everything I could have done uh, to maximize you know, that race. And so the result was, I had total peace, you know, and it was not about the result. It was about the process and I got the process. I felt like I got the process right. And so the result, even though it didn't happen the way I wanted to, it was a little disappointment. Um, I was good with it because I knew that I did everything I could have. So that was, that was probably the single biggest experience in my life. I'd say that, you know, led to like an epiphany and in that regard. That's awesome though, man. And I think that a lot of people, they like to talk a lot about commitment and the grind and pushing through and all of those things. But when you actually take a step back and put yourself in a situation where you have to make decisions or else, you know, I think that that's something that really does teach you not just what it takes, but what you're really made of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, that's the thing is, you know, it, it's easy to talk about your beliefs. It's easy to talk about your faith. It's easy to talk about your values, but when you actually have to live it out, then it becomes, is it real or, or not? And when you're faced and the only thing I think you can, you know, really, that really tests that is when you are faced with challenges and adversities. And so it's perspective on, are you going to embrace those as opportunities for growth or are you going to resist it because it's uncomfortable in the moment? Um, and so that's where you have to, you know, that's where long-term goals are really important, you know, because they're going to, they're going to drive, you know, the, the day to day, but you have to not just rely on something that might be a year away um, in the moment, because, you know, that's, again, like that's, um, you're, you're not going to be motivated every day you get out of bed. Um, and so what is it that's gonna, you know, make the difference? Well, you can't rely on emotion or feeling on a given day. You've got to have something that's going to be bigger than that. That tells you, I don't care how I feel. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but you've got to get in those situations to really develop some of that, um, some of those abilities. So you got to, you know, and that's just perspective. You got to embrace, you know, and say, I don't care if the, the wind's in my face today and the temperature's cold. It's like, that's an opportunity to grow and get better. So I'm going to embrace it. And, um, and if you get to that point and you go, you know, you get to that maturity level, then I think you're going to be successful uh, regardless. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. It's just, finding ways to make sure that you keep on keeping on and it's not always easy but it's not always fun to be the person that's sacrificing the things but if you have your light at the end of the tunnel that you're chasing like you you got to do what you got to do and you find out really fast how important it really is to you because i think a lot of people do they just they run back to the comfort um because some of the things that you, like you said, like getting up in the morning sometimes isn't what you want to do, or, you know, the weather's not great, but it's like being that committed to yourself and to, to something that you're working towards is, it's not easy, but I also think that if you can just tell yourself that this is what you're doing, it's not hard either. I think people allow it to be hard because 
for the most yeah. part, were weak. Yeah, I, I, I heard um, a great definition of integrity that I love. It's, it's having the answer before you're faced with the question. You know, you just determine, you know, what your goals are and the type of person you're going to be. And when you're faced with a decision of, do I go out on a Saturday night with my friends and stay out late and do whatever, or do I stay in and make a sacrifice? Do I choose the t food that tastes good or the food that's going to be healthier for me? You know, it's, you've already made that decision. You know what your answer is going to be. So when the question is asked of you, um, you don't have to debate it and, and, and get swayed and, you know, because of the way you feel on a given night, it's like, well, I'd rather go out with my friends. Well, but that's okay because you've already made that decision. That's not going to get you closer to your goal. So it's a great definition of integrity. Um, of course, it's not always easy to put into practice, but you, the more you make those good decisions, the easier it will be. No doubt. But it goes back to identity too. You know, it's, it's like, are you going to find your identity and being popular and going out, you know, and being a good time guy and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, or are you going to find your identity and who you are at your core and what values you're going to adhere to. And if you value those, uh, the, uh, who you are as a person, if you value that more, then you're going to make good decisions and you're not going to be worried about, you know, the sacrifices you might have to make. Couldn't agree more, brother. Couldn't agree more. I love that. And I love that definition. I think that's fantastic. And I think that, you know, in order to find a definition like that, you're a guy that digs, you're a guy that tries to find better ways to do all the things that you were doing and trying to find ways to be better for the young people you get to work with. So I'm, I'm fired up for this one, Jason. If you could ask one question and you know you're going to get the answer, what would that question be and why? If I knew, if, if I could ask one question that I knew I was going to get the answer to, oh boy, Jay, <laughs> this is a thinker. Um, I, I, I don't know. You stumped me on this one. Uh, you know, I, I go back to, I go back to, you know, faith related questions. When I think of something like this, you know, something eternal. Um, I just want, I just want to know, I, you know, it's hard because I, I would say, you know, I want to know about salvation. I want to know like, what, what is the, what's the end? of of everything you know but i feel like i don't need to ask that question because i feel like i already know and that's a by, you know the grace of god and so um you know i don't i don't know you know maybe my best answer to that is i don't need i don't have a question that i i need an answer to i'm okay i think faith and you know um knowing who you are as a person i think that that's good enough and i don't need to have all the answers so there how about that one <laughs> No, I think that that's great because I think that all too often people are trying to dig to find something to fill something. But if, if your cup's already full and you know it's full, then what are you trying to fill it with? It's a great point. You know, I, I think, yeah, there's, a, there's something to be said about, you know, it, it reminds me of like the um, simplicity. I think about simplicity a lot. And I think simplicity gets a bad rap, you know, they, that being a simple person is bad. But I, I look at, you know, um, 
it's a single-minded focus, you know, it's like knowing your no knowing who you are again and 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 you know the 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 idea of being content is a bad thing. And I don't think that that's bad if you know, you know, it's it's always that mindset of like it's always chasing something. It's good to be motivated, it's good to be chasing something, but it doesn't need to be the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It can be one thing and to do it really, really well. And content is a blessing, I think, you know, like to be content doesn't mean you're satisfied and you're going to stop learning and you're going to stop growing and you're not going to challenge yourself. But being content with not needing more, I think, is a huge blessing, you know. And so that was one thing I kind of realized somewhere in my career was like the chasing the title of director or whatever. I think a lot of people think that that's got to be the end goal. And man, if you're, if you're fulfilling your life's mission and you're serving, serving your athletes and, um, and you've got, you know, you've got good coaches you're working with, good people you're working with and at a place where you love being, well, man, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, that's actually a, a level of maturity maybe that, that a lot of people don't uh, get to. And I think that, yeah, if you're, if you're always unsatisfied and unsettled because you think you need to be chasing something, then um, that can be a bad thing too. Couldn't agree more, man. Uh, especially two people who've been at the same spot for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Like I think all too often, too many people like these, you know, kind of cliche coaching phrases, right? Like dress for the neck, like dress for the job you want, not the job you have or act like or whatever. However, I don't know. I'm too mm-hmm. old to remember those things. Um, but it's, but why, why is it the next job? Like what's wrong with the job you have now? Like, why are you not, you know, and then it's, it's like the other end of the spectrum, the cheesy, like make it the big time where you're at. But like, if you've got to make it the big time where you're at and you're not satisfied with where you're at, like I get it, then go do something to be better. Go find a way to do something to separate yourself or whatever it may be. But if you've got a good spot, be in in a good spot, man. Like too many people I think are tripping about too much when it comes to the what ifs with this, that, and the third, because we're all so tied going back to your first question, first answer. So tied to what we do that because we're so tied to what we do that we don't allow ourselves to be prepared for the worst case scenario. And because we're not prepared for the worst case scenario, we're always so afraid of what's going to happen. So we're hamstrung in everything. And we're just like, it's, it's like our hands and our feet are tied and we're in an awful ocean current and terrible waves trying to tread and breathe. When in reality, what I think a lot of people are doing, and if you're a young coach listening to this, trust me, this is 17 years of a mess up, is we're not taking care of ourselves properly financially, even with what little you may get early on. And then you get to be 40 and you're gray and you're angry and you hate everyone and you don't know what to do until all of a sudden it clicks. And I think that there needs to be more of that correction early on because if that, if, if people can be better at figuring out how they can be better with that, I think that the rest of what you were saying falls into place, but until they're willing to step back and find 
those other things that they're sacrificing for. Again, going back another question to get better at. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to get out of that rat race or out of that hamster wheel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's something to be said for, you know, life experience and you just, you know, you don't know what you don't know at 20 years old or whatever, you know, and it does take the perspective of time to look back and kind of realize, um, you know, what's really important. And if, you know, but that's part of, I think the importance of, what we're trying to do here with our mentorship program is starting to add in some of those components of like, do these kids know how to actually build a resume? Do they know how to um, have the soft skills, the financial stuff? Like, what do you do when you get your first job? And, you know, what are you doing financially? Are you staying out of debt? Are you, you know, what are you, all of that kind of stuff. I didn't know any of that. You know, I took a lot of it for granted. Um, but yeah, those are uh, some of the things that, it's hard to, it's hard to say it too. I mean, it's hard to actually be a coach that says, you know, you don't have to have it all. You don't have to pursue the next thing. You, it, it, it's not all about the newest and the best and the latest. And all. It's, there's a lot to be said about simplicity and doing one thing really, really well, you know, and not one thing in literally, but, you know, really knowing like, what's the most important thing, do that thing a lot, do it really well. Um, and so Chris Plum up at uh, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis uh, Carmel Swim Club, I think, said it great. It's like, do, do less, but do the things that matter more and do those really well. I, I really like that. So, And that's life. That's not like, mm-hmm. that's not just like in the weight room or like at basketball practice. That's life. Like, stop trying to tick every box that you can't tick because – there's only so much time and you're going to work a lot and you're going to do all these other things. And like, I'm sorry. Like if people are still going to complain about hours, like I'm over it. Like everybody has long days at times. Everybody travels and and has these crazy trips and whatever it may be. But the fact that we want to extend ourselves in like 17 different directions with other things, that's our fault. And we can be better with that. You know? Mm. Absolutely. Well, listen, brother, let me, let me get you out of here on this one, man. Like guy coaching super high level, you know, the swim programs out there have really grown and been doing great. Obviously, you know, the mentorship and everything that you guys do to develop coaches is, is so awesome out there. But at some point you got to have a way to get back to neutral with everything around you. So what's your escape, bro? Like how does Jason kind of bring it back down? Um, well, you know, uh, funny enough, I would say physically my escape is yard work. I just love, I, there's a component of me that I've learned that I just like menial manual labor, (laughs) you know, just, just putting your head down and, you know, and pushing that lawnmower back and forth, you know, and, and, and I think there's a part of that is like taking care of what you own, which is satisfying, you know, and so you know, showing respect for what, you know, what grateful for you're given by taking care of it. And, um, but I, I do, um, I do really value, I find fun just get my hands dirty and spending, a, you know, an afternoon out in the yard. Um, but reading is one thing that I just, in the last several years, I think I took a lot for granted early on. I, I didn't read a lot and now I read a ton and I love 
learning about history, um, theology, philosophy, ethics, you know, big picture kind of things. Um, I, I could read all day. If I, if I could take a vacation and sit by a lake at a, in a cabin and just read, um, I would be satisfied. So uh, just reading like that is uh, one thing. Getting away, you know, honestly, and start, you know, I've spent so many years reading about everything related to sports performance that I find a lot of satisfaction now kind of starting to read some things that are a little bit um, different than that. And, uh, and some things just, you know, goes to being a better person, a better citizen, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's like, you know, hopefully the, you know, perspective of the last several months, you know, is kind of reinforced some of that, you know, perspective for a lot of people. So that is, uh, is something I love to do uh, is read. I love it, man. And I'm, I'm with you. Like there's something either like meditative or uh, I don't know, like just being outside and doing things to the lawn and like, whether it's just like simple stuff or even if it's just like the Sunday watering, just sitting there, like, it's just like, there's something to it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, yeah, I couldn't, I, I love it, man. I, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, raking leaves. It's funny, you know. It's just like good hard work, but it's like it's not in the weight room lifting weights, you know. It's it, but it's work and it's satisfying. It's just something like to be out there in nature doing doing work, the you know old school kind of stuff. It's uh, it's a great feeling. So yeah, man, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Jason. This is awesome, brother. I truly appreciate your time, man. I'm glad to see you're great and. Uh... It's always great to catch up, bud. I, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us and, and chatting here for a bit. Thank you so much, bud. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Love it. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We'll be in touch real soon, brother. Cheers. Thank you. Okay.